Have a holly jolly Christmas, and in case you haven't heard, this is the Harland Highway Podcast. It's a lot like a bird turd. No, it's not like a bird turd. Hi, Harland Williams here. How are you? How are you? I hope your uh, holidays are going great. Welcome to the podcast. I'm Harlan Williams, your host, and uh, we're trying to keep it Christmassy here. Um, On today's show, uh, oh my God, I went to Cleveland, Ohio, and I visited a very special house, a house where they actually filmed an amazing Christmas movie. I actually got to go on a tour inside the house, and uh, I want to tell you all about it. It was so fun. It was so exciting. It put a little twinkle in my eye and a little dance in my step. Very Christmassy thing to do, so I'll, I'll take you on that little adventure. And then later in the show, uh, Professor Rutherford Grimes, a uh, sociologist, uh, study in human sciences, uh, and so on and so forth from Berkeley, will be here to discuss how that sometimes at Christmas we forget that there's a lot of you know, people that aren't as fortunate and a lot of social things that are going on in the world that we can't let go of, we mustn't lose sight of. So let's go. This is the Harland Highway. Where am I? What is this, some kind of a joke or something? Welcome to the Harland Highway. What are you talking about, Willis? Son, you got a panty on your head. Shut up and sit down, you big bald fuck. Oh, God, what's happening here? What's hey, Harland, it's Shelly. You just made a wrong turn onto the Harland Highway. We choose to go to the moon in this decade and do the other thing. Not because they are easy, but because they are hard. That is fantastic. <laughs> What's wrong with everybody in this crazy place? The Harland Highway. <gasps> what is it? The opening. To what? To another dimension. This is Harland Williams. You're a bad man. You're a very bad man. That is fantastic. Jingle bells, jingle all the way. How our fun is to ride in a one-horse open sleigh. Jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. How our fun it is to ride in a one-horse open sleigh. Dad, come and blow Uh-huh. There it is. A Christmas story. What a movie. Here's one of the scenes where Dad gets a flat tire, pulls over. Four minutes. Time me. Goes out to fix it. Actually, my old man loved him. He always saw himself in the pits at the Indianapolis Speedway in the 500. Uh-huh. Yeah. Great scene. Ralphie goes out to help and swears. My old man's spare tires were actually only tires in the academic sense. They were round. They had once been made of rubber. Uh-huh. Great movie. Great classic scene. Yes. Why don't you go help your father? Really? Can I? Yeah. Watch the traffic there. Okay. okay. It was the first time that it had been suggested that I go help my father with anything. What are you doing here? Mom said that I should help. Oh, oh yeah? Yeah. Okay, sit down here. Squat down. So in case you don't know the scene, this is where Ralphie goes out to help his dad change the spare tire. The dad thinks he's like an indie pit stop guy. Tries to change it as fast as he can. Oh, like this. Here, I want to put the nuts in it. Okay, there we go. Gives Ralphie the nuts to hold. 
I do? There it is. So nuts for the wheel, okay, that is. There we go. And oh, for one brief moment, I saw all the bolts silhouetted against the lights of the traffic, and then they were gone. Oh, fudge. Only I didn't say fudge. I said the word, the big one, the queen mother of dirty words, the F dash 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 word. What did you say? Uh, that's what I thought you said. Yeah, that's what you thought he said, but he did. He said the big F word. Now, A Christmas Story is, uh, is such a wonderful, charming, funny, silly Beautiful movie. It came out in the 80s, and uh, it was one of these movies. I was in college at the time. I think I was like 19, maybe 20 years old. And I was wandering around downtown Toronto where I live, and uh, I was just in the mood for something Christmassy. It was the holidays. I was like, God, I just want to see something. I, I looked at the movie theater. I was by myself. And all of a sudden I see a Christmas story, and I'm like, you know what? What the hell? It's Christmas. If I don't like it, I'll walk out. You know, I didn't know anything. You know, this was pre-internet, pre-anything, really. You know, it's almost amazing when I look back that we had any information on anything, you know? I mean, newspapers were the big source of information, really. It was like, you know, you get your news like eight days after the fact. So I go in and see this movie, and I just sat there, and it was one of those ones that it just kept growing on me and growing on me and growing on me, and the the actors were so perfectly cast. The, the little boys in the movie were so cute. It's a Christmas story. It's just about the perils of a little boy in his with his mom and dad and his little brother. They live in the suburbs, and it's the old story where all the kid wants is the top pick on his Christmas list. In this case, he wanted a BB gun. And so the whole movie kind of centers around his desire and his hope and his scheme and his plot to try and somehow con his parents into getting him the present that he wants, which is a BB gun. And all they've told him the whole time is, you'll shoot your eye out, kid. Um... So I went in to see this movie and I left just like, just like overwhelmed with, with joy and happiness. And it was like an instant classic. It's one of those movies, like how often do you walk out of a movie and you're like, oh my God, that movie's going to live in my heart. Well, A Christmas Story is one of those movies that once you see it, and I think anyone who's seen it agrees, you'll find it lives in your heart. And if you haven't seen A Christmas Story, please get it. It's so sweet and innocent and fun and silly. It has a great narration. Uh, just a wonderful movie. So the reason I'm, I'm saying this, A, it's Christmas, so we want to talk about Christmas, but also I got to go to the house. They filmed the movie. The whole movie was filmed in a, a little house in the suburbs of Cleveland, Ohio, and I was recently in Cleveland, Ohio, and I got to go on to on a tour of the house. Some guy bought the house, redesigned it or refurnished it with all uh, all the uh, kind of the props and all the stuff from the movie. And you can go in the house and walk through the movie house from a Christmas story. 
And it was awesome. And, and it was crazy. There was a lineup down the street to get into this thing. There must have been like 100 people in front of me. We were all standing out in the cold, shivering. There was a big, long lineup. Probably took half an hour, 40 minutes just to get up to the, to the front porch. And everyone was excited, and and uh, it just goes to show how much people love this movie. And by the way, kudos to the guy who bought the house and had the vision for this. Apparently, he bought the house for like $150,000 like years ago. And now he's got people streaming in and out of this thing all year long, and he's making a killing. Actually opened a gift shop across the street. They must have bought the house across the street. They opened a gift shop. Tons of people in there. Tons of merchandise. I actually went in and bought. They sell, going back to the clip I just played, the O Fudge clip. Oh, fudge. Only I didn't say fudge. I said the word. The big one. The queen mother of dirty words. The F dash 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 word. What did you say? He said, fudge. I can't say it. But anyways, that I went to the gift shop and they actually sell fudge. Ralphie is the little kid who says fudge. Beautiful little kid. Big blue eyes, blonde hair, round glasses. Just as cute as a little angel. And, uh, and so they actually sell f- oh fudge in the gift shop. It's hilarious. I, I bought a whole box of it. I'm going to give it to my friends and family for Christmas. These little, little tubs of fudge. You can eat them with a spoon. It's hilarious. So anyways, I went in this house and, and it, it, you know, the, the house had such a feeling, you know, the, the movie was set like, I think in the, in the, uh, late sixties, mid sixties, maybe, maybe the early seventies. And the house uh, that they refurbished is typical of that time period. They kept all the props and the furniture, and it's it's got a warmth and a coziness. And you go into this house on, on the tour, and you can just picture the, the family there, and you can see the Christmas tree in the living room, and there's this, this ridiculous lamp. The father wanted a, a ridiculous lamp uh, in some stupid contest, and he, he thought it was from Italy, and uh, the, the, the lamp is a leg with a lampshade on it. Here's the famous clip. Ah, fragile. It must be Italian. Well, I think that's it's fragile, honey. Oh, yeah. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Would you look at that? Would you look at that? What is it? Wait, it, it, it's a leg. What is it? Yeah, well, it, it, it's a, a leg, you know, like in a statue. Statue? Yeah, statue. Yeah, statue. Ralphie? Uh, My mother was trying to insinuate herself between us and the statue. Holy smoke, would you? Do you know what this is? This is a lamp. It was indeed a lamp. Isn't that great? What a great lamp. Uh, hey, hold it. Hold it. Yeah, the old man's eyes boggled. Oh, wow. Overcome by art. I know just the place for it. Right in the middle of our front room window. Uh, uh, oh. 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 O
The snap of a few sparks, a quick whiff of ozone, and the lamp blazed forth in unparalleled glory. Oh, look at that! Will you look at that? Isn't that glorious? It's, it's, it's indescribably beautiful. It reminds me of the 4th of July. Turn off all the lights. I want to see what it looks like in the street. Oh, get the dining room. Come on, we talk this over. The entire neighborhood was turned on. Oh, you should see what it looks like from out here. It could be seen up and down Cleveland Street, the symbol of the old man's victory. Yeah, he won that. It's a major award. <laughs> so as you heard, it was probably the ugliest lamp in the world. Literally, it was a woman's leg with a high heel and fishnet stockings and a lampshade. And this guy won it from some contest in a newspaper. He won. He did a crossword puzzle or something, and he was... So enamored with it that he put it right in the front window of the house so everyone walking past the house could see it all lit up. It was his, it was his crowning glory, and his wife was just so embarrassed and humiliated, and the little boys were aroused by this sexy-looking leg. And this, this leg lamp has become iconic. I mean, it, it's part of movie folklore, and uh, they were selling leg lamps in the gift shop, and... Uh, it was really cool. And then across the street, they had the, the uh, they had, first you have the house you can tour through, then they had the gift shop, and then also on the other side of the street, they had a museum, and uh, they had all the original props and artifacts that were actually used in the movie. They had them in glass cases, and you could go in and look at them and see photographs and production stills, and, and they also had a guy there that... Um, that uh, gave kind of a, a, a you know a, a tour, and he gave a narration on the film, and he he was a really uh, great guy, and he had all these interesting facts, and I'll play one of them for you. But first, I want to play the scene that he was talking about. There was a scene towards the end of the movie where um, the family's turkey gets eaten by the neighbor's dog. The neighbors have like 15 bloodhounds and they stole the Christmas turkey. So not wanting to go without Christmas dinner, they, they scour the town and the only thing that's open is a Chinese restaurant on Christmas Eve or Christmas Day. And so this, this poor family, after all they've been through, end up at a Chinese restaurant and all the waiters are standing around singing Christmas carols in their Chinese accents, and it was just hilarious. And uh, let me play you that scene, and then I'll play you the commentary from the guy at the uh, Christmas Story house. Sing like this. Deck the halls with boughs of holly. Fa la 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 la. Try again. Deck the hall with boughs of holly. Ra 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 ra. Sing something else. Jingle bell, jingle bell, jingle all the way. All what fun it is to ride in a horse, 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 horse
Kitchen, bring food for customers. Oh, yes, it's a beautiful duck. Yes, it really is. It's uh, uh but you see, uh, what? It, it's smiling at me. Christmas would live in our memories as the Christmas when we were introduced to Chinese turkey. <laughs> All was right with the world. <laughs> so there you go. <laughs> what happened in the scene is, is they're all sitting there. The uh, the waiters were singing. They couldn't get it right. And then uh, and then the uh, the cook brought out that you know the Chinese didn't do the traditional Christmas turkey, so they brought out a smoked duck, a whole duck laying on a plate with the head on it and everything. And uh, the the uh, chef chopped the head off of the duck right in front of the whole family. That's why you hear the mother scream. And here's the backstory from the uh, the gentleman who worked in the museum. Here's how he tells uh, what happened on set that day when they're filming at the uh, the Chinese restaurant. Oh, my God. I'm so pissed off. Sorry to interrupt the story. I just stopped to download the clip of the guy from the museum, and I'd recorded his little uh, spiel on my cell phone, and I went to my cell phone to get the file... And guess who forgot to press record or thought he had pressed record and didn't do it? Oh, I'm so mad. I, 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 here's what happened. I went on the tour. The guy told the story about the Chinese restaurant, and it was so good that I, I purposely went out of my way and asked the guy. I said, would you mind telling that quick little story again about the Chinese restaurant so I could play it for my podcast listeners? Oh, my God. And the guy was so gracious. He he told the whole story again to a bunch of people in the house. He just told it like two minutes earlier. And he did me a favor. And I'm standing there recording it. And I'm excited because I knew I was going to play it for you guys. And I go to my phone and it's not there. It's like just blank. I'm so bummed because he told it so well. He had this deep commanding voice. And oh, bummer, dudes. Well, basically, what he t- what he said is that the the um, the scene was actually shot in a little restaurant in a bowling alley, and he said that everyone of the cast members was in on that scene except for the mother. The mother did not know what was coming. She was told just to sit there and go with the flow, and she did not know that they were going to bring out a dead duck and chop the head off right in front of her. So when you hear her scream and laugh, (laughs) (laughs) apparently that was a very, very real reaction. And, uh, you know, it's so true when you watch the movie, that scene just looks so real and it's so warm and and family themed and oriented. It's, It's just a beautiful little scene. So. I've used up like half the show talking about it, but uh, it was really a great time, a great adventure. They did a beautiful job at the Christmas Story House. If you're in Cleveland, Ohio, look it up on your on your iPhone or on the internet. Get over there, and it's a great Christmassy way to spend an afternoon or a morning. 
Hit the gift shop. They got great stuff in the gift shop. Hit the museum. The gentleman, I never got his name, but uh, a very big, tall, portly gentleman with a deep voice and really knew his stuff, and he was just uh, so good. I'm so bummed that I I didn't capture his uh, recording. What a dummy I am. Someone should chop my head off with a meat cleaver. (laughs) Right? I deserve it, man. But uh, anyways, great time. I hope hope, uh, fans of the movie enjoyed this segment. And uh, I encourage you to watch the movie during the holidays. And for those of you that have never seen the movie or being are being exposed to it for the first time, uh, it's really just a warm, wonderful, fun movie to watch alone or to watch with the whole family. Uh, you can't go wrong. So there it is, my adventure at the Christmas Story House. My thanks to everyone at the Christmas Story House who were uh, so cool and uh, amazing. And uh, it's a great, great place to visit. All right, let's move on to some other stuff. Uh, Roger, huh? Oh, that's right. Okay. Well, you know what? There, there's Christmas is a time of year. We've got someone on the phone. He's waiting on line four. They. Oh, there's two. Oh, that's right. Okay. So we've got some guests calling into the show today, and uh, it, it's a professor from Berkeley, Dr. Rutherford Grimes, He's a, a professor of, uh, of black American culture. He's a, he's a, a sociology professor. He, he studies social patterns, social behavior. And uh, I guess at this time of year, he's with an advocacy group that, that wants to remind us that there are many social issues that sometimes get forgotten during the festive season because we get so preoccupied with gift-giving and spending time with family that we sometimes forget about the plight of other people in society that might not be as fortunate or have, or have had, had um, un- unfortunate times come their way and, and do not have the, the, the joy and the merriment in their heart that maybe the rest of us do. And so let's get them on the line. I think they're going to kind of talk to us, remind us about these things and uh, put them through, Raj. Hello, H- hello. Uh, hello, uh, Mr. William. This this is a uh, Professor Rutherford Grimes. Yeah, yes, Professor. How are you today, sir? Uh, I'm doing, Mr. I'm doing really well, Mr. William. Thank thank you so much for having me on the on the show at this very special uh, time of year. Uh, yes, absolutely, uh, Professor Grimes. It's it's uh, it's it's great to have you here, and uh, this is a special time of year. Uh, the, yes, it is, and I, I know that everybody's celebrating the holidays, and and we've done many studies. Uh, you know, there there is a high rate of suicide. Uh, not to put a damper on the holiday season, uh, Mr. William, but there is a high rate of suicidal tendencies during the uh, Christmas holiday season. Yeah, I've heard that before, and I find that uh, a little bit startling and a little bit sad. Uh, it is a sad uh, thing, Mr. Williams, and, and that's why uh, we asked to come on your show today and, uh, you know, kind of help balance the boat, set the record straight, so to speak. Uh, how do you mean, uh, Professor? Well, uh, during the holiday season, as, as you had alluded to in your introduction there, uh, you mentioned how 
uh, people get overwhelmed and preoccupied uh, with with buying presents and celebrating and filling their hearts with joy, which which we do uh, we do command, which we do encourage. Of course, I mean this this is the most joyful time of year. But in in that whitewash of joy, Mr. Williams, uh, there are many, many very important social issues that got, get, get, get buried along the way. Do you know what I mean? I, I think I know what you mean. Just the, the, the news media and the festivities, it kind of clouds the air and it kind of pushes out kind of things that we deal with during, uh, you know, the regular part of the year. Uh, absolutely, Mr. Williams. And, and we just want to remind people that they, they should not forget the plight of those of, uh, the, the, that are in need, those that have been victims, those that are, 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 have, have, have crime perpetrated against them. And, and so we have to be vigilant, we have to stay aware, and we have to open up our hearts and, and always remember, especially this time of year when it's all about giving, uh, to bring those people into our hearts and never forget uh, the, the, the social unrest, the, 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 the social need out there in the real world. I, I couldn't agree with you more, sir. That, that is a very, very uh, kind uh, and generous giving sentiment. We we do get kind of caught up in in the in the furor of of Christmas the the lights the trees the presents, and yes absolutely there are probably hundreds of thousands of people who are not maybe having uh, quite a joyous festive time of year. Absolutely, Mr. Williams, and that's why we we came on the show today. And we thought it was important to shine the light on those situations so people don't forget. Well, that's that's very kind of you to give up your time to do that. Now, how how do you propose to do that? Do you do you hand out flyers? Do you do do, do a news special? Uh, Mr. Williams, I have a very special uh, guest with me here today. He's right here with me. Uh, it's a gentleman from uh, the men's choir up in Harlem. His name is Clark Boiler, and I'm sorry, what is it, uh, Rutherford? Uh, Clark Boiler is his name. He's a tenor in the uh, in the men's choir up at St. Matthew's Church, and uh, he has put together today, along with my assistance, of course, uh, some Christmas carols that will help us to uh, uh, you know keep keep the plight of the less fortunate in our sights. Fantastic. Uh, h- how are you, uh, Clark? Well, hello there, Mr. Williams. It's uh, it's quite an honor to be on your podcast today. Well, it's great to uh, to have you here, and uh, I, I guess are you going to do some singing for us today? Uh, absolutely, Mr. Williams. I'd like to uh, start off with a uh, wonderful Christmas carol. Okay, that that sounds great. And this one is. Uh, it's uh, it's a classic that I think everybody knows and loves, and uh, it's called Oh Christmas Tree, Mr. Williams. Oh yeah, okay. Uh, uh, go ahead, please. Here we go, everybody. This is uh, Clark Boiler from the uh, men's choir at St. Matthew's Church up in Harlem, and uh, take it away, uh, Clark, with Oh Christmas Tree. Well, thank you, Mr. Williams. A three, two, one. Oh, pedophile, oh, pedophile, how lovely are your touches. 
Oh, pedophile, oh, pedophile, how lovely are your touches. You lure children in your home, make them feel underneath your robe. Oh, pedophile. Whoa, whoa. Okay, whoa, 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 wait a second, wait a second. Uh, Mr. Williams, if, if you could not cut a clock off in the middle of his song. I thought he was doing Old Christmas Tree. Well, Mr. William, that was old Christmas tree, but uh, in keeping with our program here, where we are trying to shine the light on some some strong and severe social issues, we done changed the words up just a little bit. What, what, what was that? Old pedophile instead of old Christmas tree? That's right, Mr. William. You see, pedophilia is a is a severe, horrible. Uh, crime against children and okay well, we we know what pedophilia is professor but 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 wait a minute i thought you guys were singing christmas carols here well that that, that is a christmas carol yes that is a christmas carol mr williams oh God. okay clark uh do you have another one because I, i'm sorry i hate i have i'm sorry i cut you off but but that that one just kind of uh threw me off a little can, can we try something else here uh, absolutely, Mr. Mr. Williams. Uh, how about uh, Frosty the Snowman? Would you like that one, Mr. Williams? Yes, Frosty the Snowman. That sounds just about right. Uh, Clark, are you good to go? Uh, I sure am. Uh, Frosty the Snowman coming right up. And three, two, one. Francine the crack whore has ten needles in her arm. She'll turn a trick and suck ten dicks and fuck you in a barn. Francine the crack whore is addicted to her smack. For an extra lousy fifteen bucks you can pound her crusty back crack. No, oh, no, 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 we d- what is going on here? Was that Francine the crack whore? Uh, Mr. Williams, you know, uh, a crack cocaine uh, addiction is is the scourge of the 21st century. Now, people are doing just about anything to get their crack fix, and that includes taking 10 men into the back of a barn and... Wait a minute, I know, but you said it was Frosty the Snowman, not Francine the Crack Whore. But, Mr. Williams, in keeping with our social agenda and making sure that people do not... I know, but... Come on, give me something else here. This is a bit much. Uh, okay, uh, three, two, one. I'm dreaming of a white Christmas Just like the one Black Lives Matter has come to know Please shooting black people down as their Christmas shopping. Blood in the streets. Okay. Don't you know? Come on, guys. Bang, no. bang, pop. Okay, ow. no, stop, stop, stop. Uh, uh, Mr. William, now, Black Lives Matter is a very relevant uh, movement right now. And there is a, you know, a, an upswell, an uprising of the black community in. I know what Black Lives Matter is. I know what's going on. We're very aware of it. We're all sympathetic towards it. I know 
The police force is working on it. Community leaders are working on it. Politicians are working on it. We need to stop any type of uh, unnecessary or unwarranted uh, violence against black people. Of course nobody wants that. But the, come on, this, you're, you're, t you're bastardizing a Christmas classic. Well, Mr. William, you know, uh, we're just trying to shine the light on things and illuminate people. Yes, you've said that. Do you have anything else? Because you're, it's starting to wear on me a little bit here. These, these are, are Christmas classics, and you're... Well, well let, me, let me try this one. Rather, uh, 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 Clark, you ready for one more? I should lamb. Okay, Mr. William, let me get clock. Three, two, one. It's beginning to look a lot like date rape. Now the investigation's done. Semen analyzed in a tray revealed your DNA. And it looks like you're going away. Oh, it's beginning to look a lot like date rape. Everywhere you smear. Okay, that's enough. Oh my, are you kids beginning to look a lot like date rape? Now, Mr. Williams, I hear you, your voice getting agitated here, and I can tell you as a professor of, of social sciences and, and studying human behavior and human patterns, that date rape is a very, very serious social scar. I know that date rape is horrible. Nobody wants to be date raped. Have you ever been date raped, Mr. Williams? Because no, I haven't been date raped, but what's... I'm... I hate to be challenging here, Professor, but what has all this stuff really got to do with Christmas? It almost seems like you're exploiting... Mr. Williams, I'm just trying to make sure that during this festive time of year, we don't lose sight of social plight. Now, there are so many people that have... I know, sir, but this feels a little on the nose, over the head. Can you give me something that's a... A little lighter, something that maybe our listeners can tap their feet to, hum to, feel good about. You still get your message across, but it doesn't have to be so right in our faces. Well, well <laughs> I'm sorry if I, I got a little heavy-handed there, Mr. Williams. I, I'm sure that maybe you're right. Maybe we, we just pull it back a little bit. I'm sure we can accommodate that. Uh, let me ask, Clark, are you ready for one more a Christmas carol? I certainly am. Okay, here we go, Mr. Clark. Ready? One, two, three. Chest meat roasting on an open fire. Teenagers buried underneath the floor. Serial killers having sex with the bodies that they beat. Mary calf meat. Mary, the name of the abducted victim, her family will never find okay. in a shallow grave. Okay, stop, stop, stop. Enough. I'm sorry, I'm stopping it. Did you say chest meat roasting on an open fire? Well, now, Mr. Williams, I think everyone remembers Jeffrey Dahmer. Um, this is a young white Caucasian gentleman that lived in a regular community, in a regular town, and this man was cannibalizing his victims. He was eating them alive, 
And there are serial killers. There was John Wayne Gacy who buried teenagers under his house, Mr. Williams. I mean, God knows the hateful sins that these men perpetrated against their fellow human beings. And I think at Christmas especially, we have to be extra vigilant, shine the light on these flesh eaters, these... All right! Good Lord, are you... Chestnuts roasting, chest meat roasting on an open... You know what? I'm. I'm. That's it. I'm cutting it off. Uh, Mr. Wim, we have one more, if you don't mind. No, I don't want any more of these morbid songs. I feel like I just walked through the, the House of Horrors wax museum or something. Now, Mr. Wim, this is very important stuff that I think people need to. No. Just one more. No, that's it. You go ahead, Clark. Go ahead. Three, two, one. No. Do you see what I see? A child, a child, locked inside a car with no air to breathe. It's 190 degrees. Looks like he is bloating. His eyes, his eyes, popping out his head. And he cooks until he is dead. Yes, he bakes like a fresh loaf of bread. A child, a child, baking in a car. He's fastly turning into tar. His little body's boiling into tar. Okay, that's it. Hang up on him, Roger. Hang up. His eyes have popped. His skin is boiling bread. He looks like a lobster that's dead. No, no, hang up on him. Uh, Mr. Williams, if I could... Hang up on him. Good God! His eyes are popping out of his head. A child locked in a car? That was the worst phone call we ever could have taken at Christmas. Are you kidding me? Get him off! Good Lord, I feel sick. Oh my God, this might have ruined Christmas for me. I mean, I just, I don't know if I can get these stupid songs out of my head. The... Francine the crack whore chest meat roasting on an open oh pedophile oh pedophile it's beginning to look a lot like date rape are you what the hell I'm dreaming of a white Christmas just like the one black lives matter used to know unbelievable Roger you really pulled a stink bomb this time bro I'm just too upset. I'm going to finish the show right now. I'm done and done. It's just, I'm done. It's over. You know what? Here's what we'll do. So we go out on a positive. Play a real Christmas carol. Play one of Toby's Christmas carols. My buddy Toby Husk, he does a, an alter ego, Rudy Carsoni. He has a great album called Snowballs. Pick it up online. Look on YouTube. Look on Gmail, whatever you want. Rudy Carsoni's Snowballs. Let's play one of his Christmas songs and go out on a high note. God. It's like the sugar without the plum. It's like that little boy without his drum 
It's like your eyes without their blue It just ain't Christmas without you It's like the missile without the toe It's like the ribbon without the bow Can't ring in a year with nothing new It just ain't Christmas without you One day I know You'll come back like the snow We'll be together You and me It'll be like Christmas Every day when I find you under my tree It's like the Yule without the tide It's like the sleigh without the ride Well, my Christmas dream finally come true It just ain't Christmas without you There is a beautiful Christmas song. Like I said, uh, that's Toby Haas, actor friend of mine. Uh, he does this character, Rudy Carsoni, that uh, is just uh, hilarious and does some, some great Christmas tunes. Um, his album's called Snowballs, S apostrophe N O Balls, Rudy Carsoni, C S O N I. Uh, look it up on the internet and uh, order your own copy because it is uh, just chock full of great songs. Uh, we're going to end the show here. Uh, I'm going to play uh, right after the uh, credits here. I'm going to play um, a final scene from a Christmas story. It's that famous scene where the, the bratty little kid puts his tongue on the frozen pole and it gets stuck. It's a great scene. We'll, we'll end with that. But before we go, just want to remind you, uh, you can write me at harlowwilliams.com. You can phone me and leave a voicemail, 323-739-4330. Check out our merchandise store at harlowilliams.com. We can mail some fun stuff to you. Uh, might even get there before Christmas if you do it like today. But after that, I can't really promise it gets there on time. Um, don't forget our app. You can download our free app. At, uh, at your app store, just type in the Harland Highway podcast or the Harland Highway. Boom, it's yours for free. Uh, the most current episodes, up to 50 current episodes. And then if you, if you pay $20 a year, you get the uh, premium package and you get over 800 episodes of the Harland Highway. More than most podcasters out there, trust me. And uh, all kinds of other bonus stuff, live stand-up recordings, interviews, just kooky, nutty stuff that I do on the side. Um, 
And uh, we appreciate you joining and helping out. $20 a year gets you all that. So become a premium member and feel special. Um, so phone in, write in. I uh, hope you're having a great, great holiday. A Merry, Merry Christmas to all of you. Happy Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, uh, whatever you're celebrating. Uh, I hope it's a great time of year for you and your loved ones. Uh, so here we go. Let's close the show with a final scene from a Christmas story. See the movie this holiday. You won't regret it. doesn't matter what your faith is. I think you'll get a lot out of it. Uh, here's that final scene where um, one of the kids gets dared to lick an ice-cold flagpole and his tongue gets stuck. Hope you enjoy it. Merry Christmas. And until next time, chicken. Chow me, baby. You're full of beans and so's your old man. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Says who? Says me. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I double dare you. The exact exchange and nuance of phrase in this ritual is very important. Huh. Are you kidding? Stick my tongue to that stupid pole. That's dumb. That's because you know it'll stick. You're full of it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like double dog dare you. Now it was serious. A double dog dare. What else was left but a triple dare you? And finally, the coup de grace of all dares, the sinister triple dog dare. I triple dog dare you! Hmm. Schwartz created a slight breach of etiquette by skipping the triple dare and going right for the throat. All right, all right. stiffened his lips curled in a defiant sneer there was no going back now this is nuts